I'm yeah. I'm Casey Miratari. I'm Anna Redberg, and I'm Sean Connery. <laughs> In my Russian accent, <laughs> I think it's I extremely to... Russian. <laughs> so I think I have to do the intro. Uh, yeah, it's your turn. The hunt for Red October. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? Where's the hunt? Where's Red October now? <laughs> Hello and welcome to Molly Movie Club. I'm Anna Rutberg. And I'm Casey Muratori. And today's movie is The Hunt for Red October. Where is it? Where? Where is the Red October? Will they find it? Will they? And who will find it? Oh. All that is revealed in today's movie, The Hunt for Red October. That's right. And you get to see actually the entire hunt for the Red October. That's right. In all of its glory. That's right. That's right. I, weirdly, I have never seen this movie before. I somehow it's not that weird it's because it's weird, old. But it was like every I remember it was like a big movie. Like you know, it was popular before you were born. Even you know, even I remember as a kid like it was still, you know. Really? I think we, we talked about this yesterday or I remember seeing like the on the opening of like certain VHS like movies, there would be like ads for some of these like Tom Clancy, Tom Clancy movies. Yeah, yeah, I never and experienced then, these. Yeah, I didn't no, know about these. And so these. like even though I never saw them, I have like I'm like, oh yeah, that, you know, because like You, you told me you were like uh, uh George Takai yeah. was like in this was in the Starship Enterprise yeah, I think or it something was, and it you, was a VHS of like Charlotte's Web. Yeah, and then you you said that and then you went and searched on the internet yeah. and you showed me and there's George Takai walks out onto the bridge of the next generation Enterprise, not the Enterprise he was actually yeah. Yeah, yeah. On when he, he played had, he had Sulu, but he's like in this VHS cassette. There's like a voucher or a coupon. It was a rebate. Like, it was a rebate. rebate. Oh, he's like, don't throw this yeah. away. And I was like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, because well, like also on that VHS, it was like clear, clear, and present danger. Like yeah, so, so, I was like, I, these Tom Clancy ones were like. Anyway, whatever. All I'm trying to say is, yeah. never seen it. Always been aware of it. Just so if I may set the stage, yeah. uh, since I was actually alive during this time period. The Tom Clancy thing was obviously like a big sensation. Uh, I don't actually know how true this is, but my understanding, my limited understanding of the Hunt for October is that it was literally like a he and like a friend of his or something actually did one of those war game, like the the tabletop mm, war gaming okay, okay. sub simulation things. Oh, and okay. they like wargamed out this, like, thing of here's how this whole, like, submarine thing would go down with, like, the fleet here and the thing and all this stuff, Okay, right? okay. And then he wrote the book, Hunt for Red October, and it was, like, wildly popular. Mm-hmm. Like, like everyone loved it. It was a huge hit. And, of course, Tom Clancy went on to write, like, all these Jack Ryan novels where the main character, the, the person who Alec Baldwin plays in mm-hmm. this movie, you know, he was in the mall. They made the movie Hunt for Red October, and it was a massive success. Right, right, right. And I think they were like, well, now we're going to do all these Jack Ryan films. But Alec Baldwin didn't want to do it uh, because he wanted more money than they were offering or something. I don't know. I don't remember the exact details. And then, like, they made Patriot Games and Clear and Present Danger or something, and they weren't as successful, Mm. or they didn't quite, I don't know what happened, and then it just kind of, that was it. Mm -hmm. So it faded out. Uh, We 
in in my day, yeah. we all went to see Hunt for October, and everyone saw Claire in Present Danger, or, or not everyone, but a, a lot of people went yeah, to see yeah. it, and that was it, and it was just gone. Yeah. And now it's back because now well, there's that, like Amazon. Well, now we're Amazon. back to the days of because I mean that would have been like early days of let's make this like a whole franchise yeah. thing. But and Amazon now has their own Jack Ryan series yeah. with uh with the guy from The Office. Uh, oh, uh, Jim Jim John Krasinski John Krasinski John Krasinski. Jim was the name of the character. I don't know from The Office. That's why I said Jim. Anyway, um, you know it's a, it's funny. So. I actually feel like the weakest part of the movie is the fact that, like, Jack Ryan is in it. Like, yeah. Is that his name? Jack? That's his name. Jack Ryan? It just sounds like such a boring name. Um, like, CIA analyst. Yeah. Well, it's like, because it's like, there's a lot of really implausible things that sort of happen in this movie, but one of the most implausible is that this, like, analyst guy just ends up, like, on the sub and then, like, in yeah. the action fight at the yep. end. Like, like and if you, it's almost like if you just removed him, I think it becomes like a what much better movie to me. Like yeah, it's it's a little bit. I, I don't want to bring in a movie that we didn't have. Uh, so we we haven't done Silence of the Lambs on mm. Movie Club, but I would say that Silence of the Lambs and Hunt for Red October are actually somewhat similar in interesting okay not in not yeah. the mo- not the movies obviously but they're somewhat similar in their storytelling device which is like they're going to use this agent this this mm. one person in a bureau somewhere mm-hmm. to like thread through this like all of these pieces right. that come together in a mystery and things that mm-hmm. unravel and, and different characters and all that stuff and in Silence of the Lambs, it makes it makes the story like the fact that it's her and her story and what happens, right, right, right. like really elevates everything else. Yeah. Uh, well, and there's a lot of good things in that movie. I won't spoiler it, but uh, whereas in this one, it's more like it's kind of a distraction. It's yeah. like it's you. They do a little bit of good character work at the beginning to kind of give you a flavor of who this person is, but it rapidly just disappears, and then he's just kind of there. Exactly, right? and they're just like, oh, we need to get him to the next place so yeah. he can be there when the scenes happen, and it's like, it doesn't matter how implausible it is that that anybody would be sending this guy, and he's like, you know, Alec Baldwin is like pretty bad in this role too, like he, to me, I don't know, he's just like, yeah. ham. he's kind of hammy. He's too hammy. And uh, he agree. looks a lot like Ryan Gosling, which is weird. Um, yes, well, it's, young, young well, Al- he's playing Jack Ryan and Ryan, Ryan Gosling. It so. makes, it all ties yeah. together. Um, yeah, no, young Alec Baldwin, like when I first saw him, I had, I, because it's like an older movie and yeah. like your head, your brain is like sort of expects modern actors and there was like this moment where I was like is that Ryan Gosling and I was like oh no it's right. Alec Baldwin anyway right. um, yeah like I think any the character work in this movie just feels like really cheesy and hammy um, at least with him um, I do like some of the stuff with like the with Sean Connery like the captain I think he's the most interesting character it's not really a, it's not really about character. There's like not really character in this movie. It's not about that at I, all. I would say that yeah, like my main complaint with this movie is that the character work is it's not really that it's not there. It's just that it's not done particularly well and it's not focused enough. Like It's just not interested in the characters. Cuz it's a very sprawling movie. Yeah. Like there's a lot of pieces because the plot is very complicated, right? It it comes from a novel that has a complicated series of events in it. Um, and they do a good job of that. It, it, 
it has a nice sort of like all of these pieces that yeah. p- fit together sa- in a satisfying and, and, way. And the thing that's good, I, I think but, that's nice about the way they do that too, is it's never confusing. Like it's well told. Yes. Exactly. Like like sometimes I can t- kind of zone out on like really when when plots like when it's all about getting like a complicated plot in there. Yes. Um. But in this case, like I had no issues. I was following it the entire time. I was never confused about who was who or where things were or what people were, what their goals were. Like, it was always really clear, um, like, what was happening, which is good. And I think the other thing I like about the plot of this movie is there's always, like, reasons why stuff happens. Yeah. So, like, everything is very, like, continuous and uh, intricate, and it's satisfying to watch it come together. Like, there's not a lot of just arbitrary, like, subs coming out of nowhere. The ending was is a little wonky like yeah. it's not my favorite part because it's it's um, like it pushes the movie already is like straddling that line between like implausible and not and the end it just feels like it goes like off the deep end a little bit of like this is all a bit silly almost like how implausible it feels well it, most of it is just like there's i don't know how implausible it would be if if it had more motivation like or depending on how it actually was shot i'm not sure but you know, I don't know how the Russian sub gets there. You know, I'm not clear on why that sub did did that sub just happen? Is the idea that like that's just the sub that happened to be patrolling that area or it was a random guess or something? So it's a little confusing in a movie where nothing else is that way. You're always like aware of what's going on mm-hmm. in every other mm-hmm. part of the movie and this one's just like, I don't know, a sub showed up. I don't know what I'm meant to believe there. And then the other part of the ending that was kind of confusing to me is like, I don't really understand the one sub ghosts another sub to like, or shadows another sub to pull a torpedo off of it, but somehow gets all the way to the surface before that torpedo hits it is just, it doesn't make any sense. I can't even understand how that could even remotely be possible. Maybe there's something about torpedoes that makes that plausible, but I doubt it. So I feel like that part, Maybe it made sense in the book because they didn't put it so close. Like maybe it was more diffuse. You could see that happening. You could do that if like you had two subs far away from the torpedo. Like the torpedo is like very far and you ghost and go up to the surface and do countermeasures or something and it works. But like the way they shot it, it felt implausibly close like yeah, there, and it just, just it was just like huh? there's like too much ridiculous stuff happening and coming like at the at the end like yeah. there's that and then there's the stuff that's happening on the sub where Jack Ryan is like now off with the captain of the ship like doing like a gunfight thing with like a th- and like you, you know what I mean it's with just the saboteur like, yeah it just all feels like kind of silly and like I the, didn't mind that part because something I mean, about it just felt really silly to me I think it's like I just wasn't buying Jack Ryan like as being in this situation. Do you know what I mean? I like at that point I was already like, are you serious? Like this guy's on the sub now. And, and he's like, I would say that the part where he was going after the guy is like, well, two things. One is that probably shouldn't have been what it was. Yeah. Like it would have been better if it was a little bit more of a like intellectual thing. Yeah, they did it just there. Felt like it's like, let's put in an, a gunfight. Like, it's kind of random. Scene yeah. here that's like, it just feels like, the movie actually hasn't been at all that ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it's about tactics and stuff. It's not about, like, let's have a exactly. gunfight. And it just, it suddenly, like, pulled it into this, like, 
silly sort of like action movie territory in a way that it like had had avoided. And I don't remember if that was in the book. It may be that they like felt they had to do that because it's a Hollywood movie. I mean, I'd be I interested to know. In the book, it's it could maybe feel a little less ridiculous too yeah. because you're not like seeing it. I, don't I know. didn't think it was ridiculous at well, all. Not ridiculous. It, it just the... was like not that interesting because everything else is very like let's have an intellectual thing here that's like this is cool because the sub is going to do this and that's going to change this yeah, thing. It's all about and, you like know, anticipating and like here's like, I don't know, we're doing some shooting and, in a thing. Yeah, I don't know. You know. It just, I don't know. But I, there I just, was an implausible part there. That's what I want to get to. It's like, I didn't like the, like, if you're actually in a panic scenario, like in a submarine and you've got like two submarine captains there and a guy who's never been on a submarine before, mm-hmm. He does not sit in the chair and man the oh, controls. Yeah, 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 right? yeah. He's never seen those controls before. One of the sub captains just sits down and mans those controls because if you got to submarine captain, you know all those controls. I yeah. would imagine, right? Yeah. You've probably at least done I mean, that duty I, a little that, bit. Right? That, that so. perfectly sums up the way that Jack Ryan felt in so much of this movie to me, which is like, let's just put this guy who is in way over his head in in charge of like all these really important things like and that's how he felt the whole movie to me I don't know it's like oh this is like random analyst guy let's just send him out into the field and like have all these things like hinge on him and his actions and it just like I don't know like well I don't really think that's a fair characterization though because they didn't that's not what they did right yes the guy was just like if you can figure this out go ahead like Mm -hmm. I give you the ability to do that because you know, you've got this kind of crazy theory, but if it's true, that could be pretty well, and valuable. Well, they view him as expendable, so like, and if you die, and they're just we like, don't care. go do whatever you want. You have our permission, and he kind of does that. And so, I don't really think the rest of it's particularly implausible because everything else he does, I mean, is basically he's just kind of in the way slash doing analyst stuff. Like, I think he's going to do this, so do that or whatever, right? And that felt very plausible yeah. to me because that's what he does. He's a books guy. Like, he's like, okay, these, these yeah. are the I think, I do think so That seemed okay. For me, I do think a big part of it, too, is like, I really just didn't like Alec Baldwin in this role He's at not all. good in it, And he Because no. d- he doesn't feel like, he feels more like this, like, smarmy kind of, like... And they had him, and s- he's part not, of that's he the script, too. They had him say weird lines. Yeah, like, yeah, like I don't know. Like... Maybe if he'd been written differently and and maybe with a different actor, I could have bought it more. But like something about the yeah the hamminess of of that was just like weird to me. I don't know. It doesn't fit the tone of the movie. Yeah. Like he's not comic relief, and they kind of played him that way a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like you know, next time Jack write a memo, he says like twelve times in this movie. Well, I think it's only like three <laughs> times, right? But it's just like that's not nobody cares. Like that's not funny in this movie. Yeah. It's just annoying. Mm-hmm. Um. And if you wanted it to, if you wanted this movie to be, so, okay, I could give another example. So Wind River is mm, another mm-hmm. example of doing this. The woman who goes to, in, there, there's a, there's a FBI agent in that. Mm-hmm. And part of the conceit is she's like very like, she, she's like a, a desk girl. Mm-hmm. She's not a field agent, mm-hmm. right? And so she doesn't know how to do this stuff. She's in over her head as far as like, because she has to, she's the only agent in like a very wide range. Right. So she has to go and do like hardcore field agent stuff that she's not prepared to do. And that's like 
part of the movie is about right, that, right, 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 exactly. It's like that's got to um, be a character <clears throat> thing that you actually deal with, and it's important. Yeah. And and you see her either grow to succeed or fail, and it's tragic or whatever. Like you have to see something mm-hmm. where that's going to be part of it. And in this movie, they sort of that's the idea, mm-hmm. but it never happens. Like mm-hmm. you never really get that feeling. Yeah. And one of the parts where this was, I think, a biggest slap in the face was there's a scene where they're in this, like, helicopter, Mm -hmm. and Jack Ryan slash Alec Baldwin slash Ryan Gosling, (laughs) whoever you want to think of as in the helicopter, needs to get dropped down to a submarine. Right. But the submarine's not there, and they're almost out of fuel. Mm -hmm. So what they do is they're like, we're we're just going to go back. It's, it obviously didn't get the message, so we can't wait for them or the you know, helicopter's going to cl- crash. And Alec Baldwin is, like, yelling at the pilot as if he's suddenly, like, the world's hardest core right, marine. Like, yeah, yeah. He's like, you've got 10 minutes of reserve fuel in this helicopter, and, like, God damn it, we're going to stay here for 10 more minutes, right? Um And he's, like, yelling about, like, or you're going to start a war if we don't get this thing, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like... It feels like somewhere in this script, like a long time ago, before we got to the version that we saw on screen, because we hear about like Jack Ryan's past. Yeah, it's like when you hear that right? past, you're like, nah, not this guy. And you're <laughs> like, okay, he was a Marine. He got in an accident, or he was he was you know training to be a Marine. He got in an accident. Right. He was in traction. They ended up at a desk job because now he can't actually do this stuff. And maybe he's like kind of lost a lot of that. And this is a story about him getting that back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You could see like there maybe that was a script or mm-hmm. or maybe the other way to say it is it maybe that's in the book really well. I don't mm-hmm. remember. Uh I've read this book. Uh and they just it got lost. So now you can see like hints of it, but it's not really, I really there. Do, and I honestly do feel like a big part of his casting. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Cuz like Alec Baldwin just doesn't feel hardcore at all. He feels no. like a little artsy like actor boy because that's yeah. what he is. Yeah. And yeah. like it just I'm not buying him. As as yeah. like this like ex marine you know kind of guy I'm just not buying it yeah I don't know um but so th- to me that's that stuff's kind of the weakest um part of the movie I I like a lot of the stuff with um like Sean Connery and his the, all the Russian you know the 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 sort of like Sam Neill uh Sean Connery kind of like interactions and stuff yes. on that ship all that's like really fun I think Sean Connery's great um. I think the plotting for that, like the selection of scenes mm-hmm. and stuff, works really well too because for the first half of the movie, they've got everything so that you can interpret it as if either thing is true. Right, you don't know. He is know. defecting yeah. or yeah. he is going to launch the missiles against the because United your States. First, I feel like my first instinct when he like killed that guy was I was like, oh, he's a bad guy. Yes. You know, like they kind of they kind of set it up initially for you to be actually worried. You think he's like actually going to just go rogue and like launch some missiles. Exactly. And so I thought that that was really good because, you know, I've seen this movie multiple times. I saw it when I was a kid and all that. So I know that. But when you watch it and I'm like looking at the plot, I'm like, oh, that's very clever because the first time you see this movie, if you don't know what the story is, you could interpret it yeah. either way right up till yeah. basically the part where they start colluding. Well, I think and that's so, why I think that's why he's for me, he's the most interesting character in the movie. Because he actually feels like yeah. there's there's 
there's like growth or an arc there, at least from the viewer's perspective, right? Like where you come into it maybe with one impression of who he is, and then by the end you have a very different impression of who he is. Yeah. Um, and that's like satisfying, uh, which you don't get with basically any other characters in this movie. It's not really about characters, but... Um, yeah, and I think... So uh, I'd say a couple other things. So I liked the characterizations of all the periphery. So, oh, totally, yeah. I uh, liked the I liked the sonar, the black sonar guy. Yes, uh, Jonesy. Yeah, he's I great. Think. And uh, uh, obviously James Earl Jones is, is a, always delightful. And... James Earl Jones is so fantastic in this movie yeah. that uh, he kind of became a meme. I was oh, never really? here. When he, when he says that, oh, when yeah. he's like, and I was never here. That's like a thing that people said for a while <laughs> after this movie. I was going to say, um, so yeah, I, I, I forgot about the sonar guy. You're right. He's like, great. He was it, like, they had this, ki- he was kind of a nice character in that like, he's yeah, He just, actually got some stuff. He's really good at this thing and he figures this thing yeah, out and yeah, it's like yeah. a satisfying, you know, thing for, for that character. But what I was going to say is James Earl Jones, I really liked. Yes, he's he's, he's really I great. really liked the Russian ambassador mm-hmm. and I really yep. liked the American, the, um, the guy, I don't know their actors. I know James Earl Jones. I don't know the other two actors who they are. So the, the guy, the, um, con, the consulate guy and the guy he was always talking to. I loved their interplay great, oh, uh, yes, and absolutely. the sort of like, yep. you know, uh, they knew you know, that his the little other like, one was... like, I'm a politician. That means I'm a cheating liar, but it also means I keep my options open. Like, I liked that guy. He yep. had kind of like a funny delivery, uh, kind of like slimy politician guy. Yeah. And the Russian, same thing. Yep. They, so they both kind of like, were obviously always lying to each other and it felt kind of plausible like they sounded convincingly like people who both knew they were lying to each other but had to say stuff anyway because that's what this right 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 thing right. is for some reason right and i loved those exchanges no, i great. thought they were great I, I, agree. Um, I agree and then obviously yeah the james Earl jones stuff i just thought was really nice because you need someone in that role who's kind of like the overseer guy mm-hmm. um there's a uh, in the born identity, they have kind of the same role, like for who various people have played. That's basically like this, the sort of like um, person above the operation who like appears occasionally well, yeah, to sort Bond of has this too. Yes. you know, um, like uh, it's. It, I think it's an important character for that for that kind of like spy. Or and or so, one yeah, of the yeah. things you really want is a very like satisfying voice. For this character, yeah, you need, you and James, so James Earl yeah. Jones is a brilliant choice. You need a certain amount of like gravitas. Yes, um, <laughs> yes. So no, that I, I agree. Like a lot of the a lot of the side periphery yeah. characters is really good. It's just it's yeah. the sub captain for the Dallas. I yep. also really liked. Yeah. Yeah. He's so calm. Which yep. uh, I remember seeing a like little mini doc someone did on YouTube about a submarine, mm-hmm. um, and the captain was like that guy to a T. I don't know if this guy like went well, and studied know, the subcaptain. They're they're super calm. Das Boat's captain was just very a, similar. I was just going to say Das Boat, yeah. he's got the same I mean, I think it makes sense like if you you're going to be You don't want someone who's going to freak out all the time yeah, if they're captain. Cuz yeah. like you're in very stressful yes. situations and you need a leader who people will follow and and yes. You know. Low impulse captains. Yeah. So, uh I mean, I don't know that there's that much to say about yeah, I mean, I, I, just little things I can think of, like, uh, the the way in which they did the, like, this is more of, like, a, a filmmaking choice thing. Mm. So when they decide to switch to, obviously, to not having the Russian, yeah. and they do this, like, the weird, mouth zoom for yeah, some this weird thing where, yeah, they, like, zoom in on the mouth and then suddenly they're speaking English. And I'm just, like, 
I think that was a not a not a great choice. It's like it draws too much attention to it, like to the fact that this is like a movie and and it's like we're imagining now. Like I don't know. It just felt like a weird choice. I didn't understand it. It's I, like just yeah. maybe just have them speak English from the start and just that's fine or um I mean, the really hardcore thing would be, like, hire Russian actors and have them actually speak Russian and be subtitled. Um, yeah, which I think probably would have been difficult because I'm imagining the Hollywood system at that time oh, yeah. was, like, didn't know No, no, I get why get. they wouldn't do that. So they're but... probably just like, we just need people who someone will believe is Russian, and mm-hmm. they're randomly like, ah, oh, Sean Connery and, you know, Skellen Skarsgård and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it just, it was like... And yeah, so it, 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 it totally, doesn't feel great, It no. pulls you out of the movie because it's like, it makes you hyper-aware of the fact that you're watching a movie and they're making like a magical, like magic is happening, right? They're like... Well, and also... Imagine like, that they're suddenly speak. It's like a universal translator, let's become really hyper-aware of that. Well, and Sean Connery is so obviously Scottish, is the other thing, mm-hmm. is it's like... You probably should have just not tried to do anything here. Just like, hey, they're Russian. There's a bunch of Russian music. They're exactly, sailing out of exactly. romance. It's like, they're Russian, okay? Yes, we know that Sean Connery isn't Russian. Let's just get over it and move on. But like, yeah, so it was kind of weird to try and do this like, you know, this device in there to like switch between the two as if somehow it wasn't already just really janky to begin with, with like, you know, a Scottish Russian captain is just doesn't. Yeah. So it's just, 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 like, just you, forget it. Like already, this isn't, we've exactly, such a sale. It's like intended. the suspension of disbelief thing. Like people are already there. You don't need to like, you're just going to make it worse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't need to draw attention to it. It's like, we already know. <laughs> exactly. So I agree with you. I didn't, I it was just that. an odd choice. Cause I don't think I've ever seen, a movie do that before, you know, usually they just have everybody speaking English. Yeah. Or it's subtitled. But this in-between thing where they draw attention to it was just like a really weird choice. Well, so a couple things. I think that we already kind of covered one of my things that I wrote down here, which is I think this is a better movie if you write it as if Jack Ryan kind of needs to man up and we see that. Give him a character. And we see that him struggle and then succeed at that. Instead of just kind of along being along for the ride mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. while he does his figuring out mm-hmm. of what things are going on. So, you know, I did, when watching the movie, it's been a long time since this movie, I really noticed that. Yeah. Uh, it stands out, at least it I mean, did to me too, as being by far the weakest part of the movie is just Jack Ryan. <laughs> and the opening, I thought, worked really well because like at the beginning... There's all these nice scenes. He's like leaving his house and mm-hmm. his, you know, his daughter's like uh, wants a uh, brother for her teddy bear. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was kind of cute because he let you go from that to him on a plane. But once again, though, I'm going to I'm going to just say his acting really bothered me here. I So try to take the acting out of it. I'm just talking about, suppose we had an actor you like. Yes, yes. There's nothing like, wrong with the scene. I like these scenes. Yeah. He's on a plane and the and he's like, turbulence freaks me out. I can't sleep on planes. So that's great. You know, just we're getting. But he, and he, it's like, yeah, once again, performance. Like he never, he never really sells that. I never buy him as a guy who's actually nervous about turbulence. Like, yes, he's just smarmy about it. I don't know. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Like these scenes are all fine if you had a different actor or a different delivery of lines. And then know? he gets a nice scene with James Earl Jones. A- again, one of the reasons I think James Earl Jones is such a perfect choice for this particular role is because, for example, 
you you get to see Jack Ryan's discomfort with mm-hmm. things like what's going on. Yeah. He's been taken out of this. He's like, I need to find a, a baby brother for Stanley or whatever. And James Earl Jones just goes like, who's Stanley? And he says it, you know, with that deep voice. And it's just great because you're like, you kind of see how these two like military guys mm-hmm. or, you know, government guys are like totally, they're having this conversation about a stuffed animal all of a sudden. And it was just, I thought all of that stuff was mm. great. Um, and then it's just gone. Like there's yeah. nothing for the rest of the film that really clues us into how Jack Ryan is changing or dealing with things yeah, or anything. I, I feel like I'm imagining that those scenes played with someone who was playing, like, you know, somebody who felt more humble or and something. nervous nervous right? quiet just kind of you know out of yeah out of his depth a little bit a little nervous and then yeah, yeah like watching him sort of gain the confidence and and sort of like that would have been so much more satisfying and and i think that's what was supposed to be happening and it just didn't ha- it just it just it started and then just disappeared yeah right and it never you see that it that it happened later but you have no idea how, mm-hmm. and you weren't really along. You don't feel like you were along for the ride. Yeah, it's weird because I feel like so much of the casting in this movie actually felt really good to me, but that one just feels like really bad. So there's that. Yeah. Um, and I guess I would say like <clears throat> the other thing that I thought sucked, and you're not going to be surprised by this at all, is the Skarsgård is why do you hate Skarsgård? You you have this thing against Stellan Skarsgård that you really don't like him. That's true. But in general, I'm not actually blaming him. I mean, he was bad in this movie. That's definitely <laughs> true. But uh, he's fine. He's I fine. didn't like that character at all either. It was very like uninteresting. And I thought, especially because like it could have been acting choices or directing. Because actually, if I think about the scene in the the first scene we see with him, where he gets the orders that he has to go kill mm-hmm. uh, R- Ramius. He, Sean Connery, mm-hmm. played subtly. That scene is really good. He like reads the orders and he like puts them down and he's like, walks over and he like picks up his drink and he looks at it and there's like, what is it? And he's like, we're going to kill a friend. You know, that to me like works, but like, throw the graph paper across the room. Stomp, 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 stomp. And, like, what is it? It's like, we're going to kill a friend. Rawr. And it's just like, oh God, like what movie is this from? I think that's like, gotta be maybe partly so. directing though. I don't I, I don't know if you, or writing, you can't entirely blame that on the start. The I'm Scars not Guard. necessarily blaming on him. I'm just saying it's suspiciously Sarsgaard adjacent, right? I didn't have I didn't really have an issue with with him or his character. Or I didn't that. like it. It was too it was too on the nose over the top whatever. I mean, it, he come like I think it's like they're sort of playing him as like almost like a villain because he does come yeah, back. Yeah, I don't in like that in this yeah, movie. It doesn't yeah. make sense in this movie. Yeah. No, I, I I guess I agree there, but I'm just saying it's and like it's I don't And it's much more interesting if he's not. If he's just a guy who got told he has to hunt down this teacher he Yeah, used but to then have. you would like feel bad when he has to die at the end. Yeah. That's a more interesting movie. I, yes, I agree. I'm just saying this is not the, that sophisticated of a movie. Do you know what I mean? I mean... Like, this isn't trying to do the, like, Das Boat thing of, like, let's really have you feel emotions. Emotions. Yeah, I guess. Characters. I'm just, uh, you know... I mean, I agree, like, these things would maybe make a better movie, but... Um, I also think they make a more interesting movie 
from the standpoint of like rewatchability. Because one of the things that's a problem with the Hunt for Red October is once you know what happens in the Hunt for Red October, there's not a lot of well, reason to watch the Hunt for Red yeah, October. Yeah, I think that's the right? that's the issue with movies that are very procedural. Exactly, is like once you know what's going to happen, there's not a lot of reason to revisit them. And this is definitely a movie like that. Well, I mean, and, there's there's a okay. few things like just talking, you know, thinking about like the the filmmaking, like sort of just the audio and visual experience. Um, like it's really it, it's a pretty cool movie visually. The the big like the subs are huge, and they you know they have yeah, actual yeah. like you know big. I'm assuming they just made the top part of them as like a model that they would have in the water. I don't know though. Um, I think that's how they do that stuff, but I don't. Really but know. they're huge. I mean, they're massive. They look really cool. Um, the music is really fun. Uh, I mean, I'm a big fan of like all of that, like so Soviet style, like yep. choral, big big stuff. Yep, yep. Um, and they really like go hardcore with the music with that, which is great. It works so well. Um, it's like a fun. It's a. It's it's like totally fine. You know. Like it's not an amazingly well-made movie or something, but it's like yeah, it's they, they visually do, like, competent everywhere. Yeah, it's they, never and they make good quite choices. The they line. make good choices. Like the music choices are good choices, yeah. and the it's it looks good. It's just it's solid. It's really solid. It just never crosses the line into like great. Exactly. Yeah. Filmmaking. It's like never like wow, that was a beautiful shot. It's right, like right. you're never like that was that well. There was one type of an ugly shot, which is the very end when Sean Connery and. Oh Alec man! Was and like, Alec where did this like, come ghost from? Alec Baldwin. It looks horrible. Terrible green screen. Like really he's, bad. He's, at that la- literally last shot, Alec Baldwin is like dis- like literally it's like is a ghost. transparent sort of. Yeah, yeah, he's like literally ghost Alec Baldwin. Really They're bad. Like, there's no wind, which is weird. Like if you've ever been on the water at all, you yeah. know it's very windy. It's and bad. like there's no wind at all blowing on them. It's and they're r- blue, creepy blue light that doesn't really match weird. the and the angle. Lighting. The angle strange. they're standing at also doesn't match the. It's very bad. Yeah. Very, very bad. It's weird because nothing else in the movies yeah. like that, but okay, I guess. Um, but yes, in general, I would say if you if you stop the movie before that scene, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's nothing where you're where you have that like, you know, a modern special effects feel of like, well, that doesn't look like a submarine also, or whatever. It's like mo- it always looked like the thing it was. Can we ask the movie club? Although I'm sure this is just something I could Google, but I'm gonna ask the movie club instead because I'm lazy. Club. Why do what's the thing with submarines about like turning on like the red lights? Like they did this in Das Boat as well. That's true. And like they what why do they do that? Come on, movie club. I have no idea. Google it for me. <laughs> well, and you also have this concept. I mean, it, it's replicated throughout everything. So, you know, in Star Wars, you will call something a red alert probably, right? Mm-hmm. Or in other things. I mean, I don't know Star Wars. Uh, it's not Star Wars. Sorry, Star Trek or whatever. Don't they have things like red alerts? And it's like, what the heck is a red alert? Yeah, what like, was, and like, what is the, the red light specifically? like? I'm, why is it a red light? Why um, is it a red alert? Why? What does any of this stuff mean? And I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Why Why is red a thing that happens yeah. or in well, the Well, you con- know, and, and unrelated to any of this, really, I was just because I was thinking about, oh, this happened in Das Boat. It's, like, interesting how there's, like, this and, you know, Hunt for Red October and Das Boat are two submarine movies, yet there's basically nothing in common about them at all. Like, you don't even yes. really, com- you know, because I was sort of thinking, like, oh, we'll probably compare these movies. And, like, nope. we just, there's very, other than we said the captain's, you know, that similar energy of the captain, it's like, there's, they're so different. There's really nothing in common at all between these two movies. Except maybe, um, like, the sonar. There was, like, a, one of the first scenes with the sonar beeps. I was yes. like, that felt a little, like, maybe it was uh, aware of Das Boat. I completely agree with that. It's partially, I think, because 
Although The Hunt for Red October is a movie that involves submarines, Mm -hmm. the movie is not about submarines, weirdly. It's about basically— It's not about people either. No, it's about— And Dust is about people. It's about a theater of war, Mm -hmm. basically, right? And we get all of the things we get— And tactics. It's All the pieces. The planes, the helicopters, the aircraft carriers, the destroyers, the the government agencies involved— the ambassadors, yeah. that, right? It's and so big, it's not it's a big like military like advertisement for like the American military or something. A little bit. It's got that. Well, no, vibe. that's Top Gun. Uh, this, is, this feels a little. But this is at least to... always portrays them very competently. I wouldn't say it's an advertisement in no, the way that it... Top Gun it, it totally is. Yeah, right? no, like, this doesn't feel like American military property to me. Honestly, yeah. Although you know, it's interesting though. You compare it to something like Das Boat, where you know. It portrays what is probably a more accurate kind of representation of Absolutely. like of of actual like military leadership and I think Oh Das Boat is almost certainly the more like yeah. the movie to take more away from. Also very competent military people. Well the, yeah, like, but the desperation is there, the, well, the, the wear and tear on your psychology well, is there, the, you know. Yes, the, the the actual people on the submarine are very competent in Dust yeah. Boat. But like the you know, the the upper people in the military yep. are are completely like out of touch with with the reality of the situation and like uh asking for unreasonable things. And I, I just yeah. feel like that ultimately is probably slightly more realistic. I mean, I guess it probably depends. But. Well, yeah, it definitely depends on your time period too, right? I mean, yeah. like sometimes the, the bureaucracy is actually surprisingly confident, competent in certain eras and sometimes it's surprisingly yeah. and, incompetent and in certain eras. It's hard to know where you're obviously at, Obviously right? that's not, this movie's not about that. It's, no, it's no, not, no, It's not something you would put in a movie like this anyway. But <clears> um, but it's just, you know, it, it's one of the things that leads like these two submarine movies to feel completely unrelated. Yeah, I would. I mean, the only way to compare them is like we just did, which is to say they're completely different. They're not. You wouldn't really bother to mm-hmm. to to compare them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, this movie is definitely more along the line. I mean, if anything, it falls more into a category of like a James Bond movie. Oh, it fe- or yes, something like yes, that. Yeah. It's less silly than those James Bond movies can get, mm-hmm. but it it has that sort of like many locations and an agent goes through a number of like reversals and surprise yep. twists and things that get discovered and machinations that get uncovered. Yep. It's like that kind of a movie. It doesn't feel very much like guys on a boat movie. It's not a war movie. Master and Commander and Das Boat feel very similar. Yes, yes. We compared them in in a number of ways. This and this is more like a James Bond or yes, something like that. Absolutely. It says nothing, not even remotely like those other movies. Yep. So I'm not sure I've got that much more to say. Do you? Um. One random note is w- sort of along the same lines, my previous kind of concerns about character development where, where I think there were opportunities where that could have been done here mm-hmm. um, and it wasn't done. I think the first officer on the Dallas mm. who ends up kind of saving the day at the end by, cause when the captain goes over the red October and the, right, the right, right. first officer is now in charge, I'm assuming I'm using the right term first officer. I'm not really sure if that's the correct, uh, put you know, rank name for the person who takes over, but like the acting captain at yeah. that point. Um, I kind of think that was another opportunity for character development. Like here's a guy who kind of has to take over, and 
do this thing at the end that kind of saves the day. And I feel like, you know, uh, like you say, Jones kind of gets some character development Mm -hmm. at the beginning. The first officer doesn't really. And then Jones doesn't really get much to do at the end. He is there. Like, he's on the other ship banning the sonar, which is cool. But the first officer just kind of ha- comes in and has to save the day. And yeah, we don't honest, really know him. To be honest, like, I don't even remember who that is. Like, if you, I, I can't even yes. picture his face. Yes, this is what I'm saying. And so while I, while I don't have any complaints about the fact that the first officer on the Red October gets a bunch of character development— because he Cam does yeah. a lot. I actually question how smart of a screen time allocation that was because he just gets shot and I don't care is basically how I would describe his But he never gets thing. to see Montana. Don't care. Like, really? I don't. It's a guy who gets shot and doesn't get to see Montana. It didn't really land for me in this movie because it's like, okay, <laughs> there's a lot of people who, I, I don't know, it just, for some reason, that whole thing didn't really add much to the movie. I don't have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. It's just, if I had to choose what was going to happen, the guy who becomes like a linchpin to the ending of the thing would have been the person I would have character developed had I had to choose between the two, not the guy who just randomly gets shot and dies. It's like, I guess that's kind of tragic. Oh, too bad he didn't get to see Montana. But it's like, I eh. I don't know. Like, it just, it didn't really add much to the movie for me for whatever reason. It wasn't enough of a character for me to care about that death. So maybe in a movie that's more about the machinations and the cool things that happen in submarines, let's talk about the guy who actually was in charge of the submarine at the time. And I think that might have pulled it together a little bit more for me as well. No, I think that's reasonable. I think that's, because you're right, like... I can't even. I can't even think of that guy. I can't even think of his face. Yeah, he does. I mean, I, um, can, I can think of his face, but it, that's about it. I can't even. I can't even. His think face of, is so. on the screen occasionally. But yeah, it's he's not <clears> a character <throat> at all. He's not really a character, and I agree. Like he does play a pretty big role. Um, yeah. At the ending, so. But yeah, like overall, it's a fun movie. I. It's not a great movie. Um, if you're really into this <clears throat> kind of thing, if you're like a big, you know, spy movie kind of person. Um, it's a fun movie, but I would I would say it's a it's an okay movie about a great plot. Like there's a lot of great ideas in this plot, mm-hmm. and it comes together really well. But the movie didn't really doesn't elevate that plot to greatness. Mm-hmm. It kind of r- more relies on that plot, and it doesn't screw it up. Which is to its yeah, credit, it doesn't make any <clears throat> big mistakes or anything. Yes, other it, than maybe the the casting. <clears throat> I feel like the casting of, of Jack Ryan, Alec okay, Baldwin, so, is is yeah. actually just like a bad. It was bad. It that, was a, okay, so they, they did screw one thing up, maybe, which is casting Jack Ryan as Alec Baldwin. Uh, but other than that, you know, like it's told competently and you always know what's going on. Like you said, this would be – this is a complicated plot. It would be easy for the audience to get lost. I think it's it's easy to take for granted just how difficult – there's too many things happening. Making a coherent yeah. movie out of this plot is, and I think it, it does a really good job – of, yes. of making sure that the viewer is never confused. Yes. And so, you know, that's what I would say. I'd say, like, it's a yeah. competently done, it's an okay movie about a great plot, mm-hmm. but, you know, dot, 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 maybe this could have been a great movie if we had if we had ratcheted up our, our like, where exactly we focus some of the screenplay yeah. stuff, tune up that casting a little bit, 
for Jack Ryan because a lot of the other actors were very good. Yeah, I wouldn't actually change um, anybody else. I don't swap think. out the scars guard. Oh my god, let's get that out of I'm there. Fine with the scars guard. Right. This is a you. Tone that this down is a, a little. you thing. You have to deal <clears throat> with your own personal hatred of the scars guards. Okay. Okay. All this right. is a you thing. Okay. And you need to really deal with that. All right. Anyway, uh, so you know there was maybe a shot at greatness here. Yeah. And it didn't quite hit it. Yeah. But, you know, because it's got such a strong plot and they didn't really screw it up too bad in any particular place and they they did the storytelling well. Yep. It's enjoyable to watch. It's fun. It's exciting most of the time. It's like, oh, what's going to happen next? Yeah. You know? And so it's got, it, it, it did what it needed to do uh, and I think that's why ultimately it became successful and is memorable is because it's like, hey, it got this really complex book story that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. It got it on the screen and it works. And yep. that's very hard. Yeah, and like memorable performances from Sean Connery, James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones like, and Sean like, Connery, yeah. Like, you know, it, it's, yeah. it's, got a, it's got some good stuff going Mortry, for it. Mortree, you know, when he like does that thing, mm-hmm. it's like <laughs> everyone's really freaked out and you're just like, Mortree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, I think that's it. That's the that's the hunt for Red October. Thanks for uh, joining us for Nautical that's, Month. I think this is the end I'm, of our I'm month. I'm not done. There's oh. one final point. Oh, no. I saved till the end. It's a goddamn sea shanty in this thing. Well, not it's not a sea shanty. It's literally just the Soviet national anthem. Is that, if it's sung at sea, it's a sea shanty. I don't like it when people sing, yeah, we talked so about this. Dude, the, the, we talked the about Soviet this. slash Russian national anthem is the best national anthem and I have I I stand by that. It's I, such a good. It's I like so good. I don't disagree that the Russian national anthem is a fantastic song. I do not want people singing it in my movies. Yeah, but it was you actually know, relevant to the plot. You know, I like, have a problem no, with this. But it was singing. it was even relevant to the plot because the sonar guy was like, I yeah. thought I heard singing, which was a really fun little moment. Anna, you're wrong. You're wrong about this. I can't handle it when characters you sing. You have a bias against scars guards, and you have one against sea shanties. You need to deal with your internal I said it was problem. a decent movie. Okay? I said it was a decent movie. I'm looking past the scars guard plus character singing problems in this film to say that this is a decent movie. What more do you want from me? All right. All right. Okay. I have a really hard time with with people breaking a song in a movie. I just uh, but on a boat you have to do it. I know that. I just can't handle it. That's, I didn't say it was rational. It's not rational. I can't handle it's, it. It's not rational cuz it's like you like musicals which are like objectively worse than sea shanties. Well, Fight me. Fight no, me. they're actually designed to have people be singing in them. That's kind of the difference. So anyway, that was, you know, I said I would mention it every time it happens, and there it is. I'm dreading if someday I have to watch, like, The Hobbit or something. Don't they have songs in that uh, where, like, dwarves sing or some I've never seen The Hobbit movies crap because, like that. dear God, no. But okay. Lord of the Rings has a little bit of singing, but it's always really good. No, it's not going to be good. So anyway, I'm dreading that kind of stuff because okay. those are the worst. Because then they're weird word, like they have weird words like mithril or things like that that I don't even know what the word is. So then it's like people singing about stuff that doesn't even exist. That's the worst. I can't handle it. I, this is a, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't know. I don't know. It's, you know, it's fine. You know, your own thing. It's fine. All right, everybody. That was The Hunt for Red October. You now, Anna Repberg, sounded like you wanted to add a closing bit about Nautical Month. Well, yeah, this is the end of Nautical Month. Uh which was a f- our, our five five weeks five weeks. It was a long month with five. At sea, a long month at sea. A long month at sea. But it was we, fun. We did Master and Commander: colon, 
the far side of the world. You got the title right. Far side of the earth, far side of the the ocean. ocean. (laughs) I said all three of those at at some point. Well, I wrote one down, said the other one, and the actual one is far side of the world. (laughs) That's right. Uh, So we did that one. Then we did Das Boat. Das Boat. The Life Aquatic. The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. That's right. Le Grand Bleu. And then pour October. I don't know. How <laughs> no, to, don't I can't do it. Translate don't it. do it. <laughs> uh, don't do it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what's the French? What's You'll, the French I'm translation? I'm sure we'll have a movie club member who, for, who is a, October. We have yeah. French. I, yeah. We have no, French. No, no, uh, they'll, they'll let uh, us listeners. know. Listeners, they can tell us uh, how how uh, I, I could probably don't. hazard a pronunciation if Just. I saw it in front of me, but I can't. My French is so bad, I can't. It's okay. Yeah. But it was a fun month. I mean, uh, you know, uh, we said this during the Dospo episode, but like that movie is mind blowing. It's it's uh, I'm I'm so glad to have seen that movie. And I'm not sure I ever really would have if not for the movie club. So um, that yeah. was a great find this month for sure. Mm-hmm. When I w- was not expecting. Yes. Um, yep. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. Uh, I think so. Our next month theme is going to be we're just going to do some new releases, which I'm sure we'll we'll do new release months occasionally. I think it's just nice to see some newer movies. So um, at the time you hear this, probably we will have a schedule for that. And uh, if you have any ideas for future movie club like monthly themes or movies you want to see, always like feel free to let us know. Um, we're happy to always pick stuff, you know, if, if nobody has any ideas. But you guys have had some really, really good ideas. So, yeah, let us know. Yeah, and we, you know, we probably wouldn't pick movies that we don't know about, right? So, like, right, yeah. it's kind of entertaining for us as well to have suggestions for people because if there are things we haven't seen or haven't thought about, that's kind of exciting, like like with Das Boot. Exactly. And even with Le Grand Bleu, which I didn't like, I like... But we would never would have watched that. I like getting yeah. exposed to them. Like, even when I hate a movie, like... If it's something that I wouldn't have known about or wouldn't have watched, exactly, yeah. I uh, I feel like it's just like if you're someone who likes movies, which I do, it's just it's it's broadening. Like you get, yeah. it it moves me out of the scope of movies I know. Exactly, you know, it, it's it, like it's, and I like you're that. adding, you're sort of adding to your your yeah, yeah. your your knowledge and your yes and what you've seen. So yeah, uh, let us know, and yeah. uh, we'll see you uh, next week. See you later, everybody. Bye.